0: Welcome to End of the Age, Vince Stegall here with doug norvell we 're so happy that you have joined us we 're taking your calls. The number to be on the air is eight seven seven n time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three Doug, good to be back in the studio absolutely. Uh, yeah.
1: Orlando was fun, but um, i'm happy, so happy to be home Oh, me too Vince um. Orlando was fun. You know, I've never been to Florida at all, and so it was an experience really? for me, yeah. Well, I guess I had gone there once, but it was for a conference, and we just kind of landed, did the conference, and came back. I didn't get to explore. That's about what happened this time. Yeah, but I, I did get to get out and, and see a little bit of Orlando, which was nice. It's a, it's a cool area. It's got some, some neat attractions. Didn't well, don't go say where you other. went, because I'm sure there's plenty of people who have a lot to hate. I didn't go to any of the major attractions, so I just went to eat some good food. So. Okay, gotcha. That's my main attraction is food. What, what was uh, one of the funnest thing that you did? I uh, took my grandbaby to an aquarium and let her see fish. She had a blast. We're getting, we're getting on the edge now. You yeah. Know. That's my, animal cruelty. Well, it really wasn't because they were able to swim around freely inside those big tanks. So, oh, wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, those big tanks. At least they, well, I mean, they
1: had one turtle that had got hit by a, a boat propeller and it lived there because if it was in the wild, it would not survive. So, And his rear end was buoyant and so he would have to go under the bridge and sleep under the bridge so he would stay underwater. Wow. Yeah, I know. Pretty fascinating. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. But well, there is something else. Happy birthday, Vince. Today's Vince's birthday.
0: That's true. So
1: I'm, happy birthday uh, to
0: Vince. You said I'm 31, so here I am. And you're not 31. I'm not. Said, the so. truth is I'm 35. I'm halfway to 70, so. Wow.
1: Oh, to be weird. 35 again? Is that what it is, or? I don't know, but halfway to 70 is kind of, wow. I think that's right, yeah. I'm a lot closer to 70 than you are, and I don't even think about 70, and here you are at 35. Well, I'm talking about 70.
0: I'm kind of a weirdo. I've been thinking about that for a long time. All right. Well. So it's good to be alive. Good to have another year. Uh, good to be least. back in the
1: studio. Yes. On your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Thanks.
0: You're welcome. I uh, particularly enjoyed um, getting to meet so many of you. Um, we spent, it seemed like every day, getting to meet um, a number of people, take photos with them, which was not necessarily enjoyable, but we obliged. Um, there's one in particular, Doug, that uh, they wanted a video of us shaking hands. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So there,
0: we have, there's video out there somewhere uh, for seconds. Mm-hmm. I think it's like three or four seconds of us shaking someone's hand. So hey, that's no. quite an interesting video. But I would say the highlight... And I said this last week, but it's worth saying again. Yeah. Um, someone came up to me and they said, I just want you to know I'm your biggest fan. I love everything that you do, Doug. Now, for yeah. some people. <laughs> I'm Doug. <by> <laughs> for some people watching, they have no idea why that's funny because they yeah. still call me Doug. Some, some people there are like, people that email me and say, hey, Doug. And I'm like, you literally had to type Vince into um, the send uh, line to yeah. get to me. Right. And you still call me Doug? It's unbelievable. But anyway, I could tell she was my biggest fan. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. I'll never let her live that down. No. no. Uh, do I'm it. sure I'll see her at the conference next year, and we'll uh,
1: reiterate that one more time.
0: Yeah. She's probably Absolutely. listening right now.
1: I mean, actually, they they have a really cool story. So you know, I they mean, do. Maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, might need to have them on one day. Just you know, they could call in or video Skype in or something, and. And tell you all their story because they have an awesome testimony. and yeah. She shared that. Her husband shared that with us. Yep. They're a huge fan. She, didn't she say she did JPC? She was completing. Oh, she was doing it at, the at hotel. that conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah unbelievable. So at night when she'd go back to her room after working at a conference all day, she did JPC.
0: Well, she Pretty said, awesome. you know, she loves it and it's changed her life and that everybody should go through it. So
2: yeah.
0: go to endtime.com slash JPC to have a similar experience, and you can enroll in the courses there and check it out. Now, yeah. we're talking about something pretty serious today, Doug. I know we've kind of lightheartedly gotten into the show here unintentionally, but the title of today's show, as everyone has seen at this point, unless you're listening on the radio, mm-hmm. um, War Between Two Nuclear Powers. Yeah. That's a huge topic. Yeah. Which two nuclear powers are we talking about?
1: Well, I mean everybody don 't say
0: nuclear right
1: no, I guess clear I, I mean I'm from mesquite, Texas I, I don't know, but say it wrong, but you should say just, it right I guess I should uh, but yeah, you the, know, like so Judy Baxter when she made sure we were saying Iran right, right she yeah. doesn 't want to sound ignorant, yeah, yeah, so anyway, uh, the two superpowers that we're talking about, all you got to do is watch the news right now, and you're going to know that uh we're talking about the United States and Russia. Uh, there's been questions. Is the United States and Russia at war? Um, uh, Interesting video that we're going to show you guys here in just a little bit. Uh, We've got a professor that is, um, he works for the UN as part of their sustainable development. He's actually the president of the UN's Sustainable Development Program. And he uh, hints around that America's already at war with Russia. Hints Uh, around. That's an understatement. I guess he just blatantly comes out and says, he does say it. but you know I mean some of the things that are going on right now vince and and I know i don 't want to get into it too much before we actually break into the stories and talk about it a little bit, but we 've got to remember that Bible prophecy tells us there 's going to be a world government. it tells us that in Revelation chapter thirteen verses one and two, it lists those kingdoms or, or those beasts that uh, John sees coming out out of the sea they're the same beasts that Daniel saw. Uh, ...in Daniel chapter 7, except now instead of individual beasts or kingdoms, these have become one kingdom. And it has the mouth of the lion, the body of a leopard, and the feet of the bear. And um, so it's interesting because the feet of the bear, to me when I think about feet, I think about uh, boots on the ground, that kind of uh, scenario. It, It reminds me of a military power when I think about feet of that beast... And so we're looking at the Russian bear being a major player in the one world government, except right now, Vince, that's not where we're at. Right now we got the Russian bear being poked by the one world government, basically. I mean, we've got the EU and we've got the UN and we got specifically America that is poking at this bear, trying to get the bear to respond to things. Uh, And so we're going to uncover that a little bit and talk about how that might fall into this scenario of a one world government with the bear being the feet. So we know that's going to
0: happen. The bear is the feet. Yeah. And so 100% they're going to be the feet of the world government just before the return of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So right now they're at opposing ends. So something's going to occur to join them together. Right. Will it be that Putin falls in line and does everything he's told? Well, it doesn't seem like that would be the case. So what other options are there? What would the Bible lead us to believe? We'll get into that on the other side of the break. We are taking your calls. Um, We're talking about a war between two nuclear superpowers. Give us a call, 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463.
3: Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time, understand how you fit in, and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com/future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463.
4: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online, and end of the age plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the end time message Through the years my husband would say We will see revival like never before In the last days We are living in the end time now Thank you for walking this journey with us And continuing in prayer You are a part of the team Thank you for your generous support It is necessary for God's purpose The most important thing is That you are ready when the Lord comes Our hope is to help prepare you For that day God bless you and we love you
5: what if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the end of the age, television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call one 800 end or visit endtime.com slash events for more information.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Speaking of endtime.com slash events, Dave and Jana Robbins will be in Georgia. What, what, Brennan, right? Yes. I have South Bend, Indiana written down here, and I know that's wrong. Brennan, Georgia is where it's at. I failed to update it correctly. October 15th at 7 p.m., October 16th at 4.15 p.m. Dave's going to be talking about the Antichrist Socialistic Kingdom, and breaking prophetic news. That's in Brennan, Georgia. You can go to endtime.com slash events to learn more about the venue and additional details, or you can give us a call 800 End Times, the number to join us, um, or rather, the number to get more information. If you want to join us on the air today, the number for that is 877 End Time. Um, we're talking about a war between two nuclear superpowers. It's being reported um, that Russia has unleashed its biggest attacks in Ukraine in months. And as a result, President Biden and the United States have promised air defense systems for Ukraine. So people are wondering, Doug, are we witnessing a war between two nuclear power, superpowers? And maybe we could hit this real quick before we move forward. Is the prophesied World War Three or Armageddon next? Now, I know that a lot of people
1: think those are the same event. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: Can you quickly tell us whether that's true or not?
1: Yeah. So um, Armageddon is actually the war that we're going to see happen uh, at the return of Jesus Christ. So we're at least seven to ten years away from there. Um, The the Sixth Trumpet War, however, is uh, the next prophesied war that is scheduled to happen Uh, And that is the sixth trumpet, which uh, we believe that we are right there at the time where that could happen. We've got those two major things that we speak of all the time, the peace agreement or this war that kills one third of mankind. We have always leaned toward uh, the war happening first, and that would kind of usher in the peace agreement with uh the israelis and the palestinians in israel so that's what we expect to happen is this war however we believe that war is going to emanate out of the euphrates river area uh and so, watching this kind of stuff, we don 't see that this is going to turn into that, but it doesn 't mean that it can 't we just don 't know for sure uh, you know i 've made the comment before that the spirits that are bound in the great river Euphrates is what gives us that clue that that is where that war is going to emanate from, but you know there 's also spirits that went out into the world uh, that are the first four seals that uh, brought us Catholicism, communism, capitalism, and islamism so Can these spirits actually go out and influence the minds of man to to start a war that'll kill one-third of mankind? We will just have to wait and see how that's going to play out. But uh, we have always believed and leaned toward the fact that that war, the Sixth Trumpet War, would happen in the Euphrates River area. So we do not feel like this conflict is that conflict. Now, if nuclear bombs become part of it, well, then, yeah, we are very much looking at a scenario that could turn... Uh, Very bad and kill one third of mankind quickly.
0: We're gonna we have a video we're gonna show in a minute that we think you really need to see. But before we do, Doug, I want to say two things. One, be sure to share this video, give a heart icon, uh, comment on it. It helps helps get the word out. And some of the content that we're going to be sharing today is information that your friends and family need to see. So pause right now just for a second and hit that share button. And send that out on your timeline or um, wherever you're sharing at. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated, and also get in front of your friends and family a little bit more. Uh, secondly, we say that that third world war is going to emanate from the Euphrates River. Now, that "emanate" word—what are we? Pull, is that scripture, or is that a word that we're just saying
1: because of what the scripture says? Yeah, we just believe that because the scripture says those four angels are bound in the great river Euphrates to be loose for a, an hour, a time in a day, certain time uh, that is on God's time clock is what we believe there, that those angels, when they're loose, they'll start this war. And so uh, we've always believed that that's where the war will start in that region. We've had so much turmoil in that region and still do have a lot of things happening there. Uh, You know, there was an article yesterday I found where Syria is actually trying to build a nuclear reactor in Syria, right there across the border from Israel. Uh, We know that Iran and Syria are close allies. We know that Iran has troops in Syria. So uh, could there be a nuclear facility right there across uh, Israel's border. Well, according to that uh, news article, yeah, there could be one that they've been working on. So that region is a very volatile region where it's it's what we've always thought of as like a powder keg with people standing around with matches ready to ignite that thing. So we watch that region a lot. So that's why we say that.
0: Well, I just, I highlight that because something emanating from something doesn't necessarily mean there has to be boots on the ground by the river, right? Like right. there could be something that started there, oh, I don't know, 22 years ago.
1: Well, some people have said that, that this war started actually, uh, you know, with nine eleven, and so... Uh, we, we just we don 't know at this point i don 't believe that i don 't believe that the war has been going on this long. I believe that the war is going to happen quickly it 's going to escalate quickly but i, I can 't prove that from scripture well i 'm saying if this russia Syria thing is you know their relationship,
0: there yeah. could be things because these these angels i mean we 're expecting we believe that these are spirits mm-hmm. that are going out and impacting people and as a result nations and governments and all sorts of things. And sure. so uh, why couldn't we why couldn't this conflict be potentially the prophesied sixth trumpet war right. if there's something that came from the Euphrates River
1: area that has influenced Russia? Sure. And that, I mean that's one of the things that's why I mentioned it before is because we just don't know at this point. I mean I'm why? glad you said that, Doug. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, you know, it's like we're not trying to proclaim that we know this 100% one way or the other. Right. Now, we'll be able to say 100% once the scriptures are fulfilled. Yeah, absolutely. But right now, we just can't say. Yeah. So the key is to be ready. Right.
1: At all times.
0: (laughs) Be ready. (laughs) And um, don't be weary in the process. Now, we've got a video we want to share. Are we ready to go to that now? Um or do you want
1: to set it up so i mean it, the thing is this is a, this is that gentleman that I was talking about that's a professor with the uh the u n Uh, sustainable development goals. He's like the president of the UN sustainable development goals. He talks about a lot of different things in this video. We can only do a short clip, but I think that this clip is an important clip because he talks about some things. We're going to show another clip with him later where he mentions the pipeline that we talked about uh, almost two weeks ago now when we actually talked about uh, that pipeline being blown up. So since then, we've had a bridge that links to Crimea that was blown up the other day, which caused a response from Russia, uh, which is one of the biggest response that we've had since March uh, with Russia and the Ukraine. But all that is going to tie into what this gentleman is saying and what this article from this same video is talking about. So that's who it is, and we can go ahead and hit that video if you want to.
7: Welcome, everyone. I'm Aaron Maté, here with Max Blumenthal, editor of The Gray Zone. And we are joined by Jeffrey Sachs. He is director of the Center for Sustainable Development at Columbia University, president of the U.N. Sustainable Development Solutions Network, and served as chair of the Lancet COVID-19 Commission. Jeffrey Sachs, thank you for joining us.
5: It's a great pleasure to be with you. Thank you.
7: I want to get your take on the latest in uh, Ukraine. Uh, President Zelensky has just called for Preemptive strikes against Russia, although a spokesperson later clarified and said he meant preventive sanctions. Uh, Biden, meanwhile, talking about uh, the world not being in the situation of facing the prospect of Armageddon since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Also claiming that Putin is not joking uh, when he talks about the potential use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. Uh, That's Biden saying that, although I haven't heard Putin to any of that specifically. Meanwhile, Biden also said that the U.S. is trying to figure out an off-ramp for Putin. My question to you is, what do you make of this charge rhetoric right now, and do you think the U.S. is actually seriously interested in seeking an off-ramp at this stage?
5: Well, uh, yeah, I take all of this very seriously because we have a, a, a war between two nuclear superpowers. So this is a, a terrible situation. This is a war between Russia and the United States. Uh, the U.S. Uh, does not have that many uh, people on the ground. We don't know who really is on the ground in Ukraine from the U.S., but a lot of weapons are finance, intelligence. This is uh, The U.S. is fighting this war, uh, and this is quite clear, and that means two sides, each that have arsenals of... 1,600 or so active nuclear weapons in a war that is of tremendous significance for Russia uh, on its border, and so far where the United States is saying, we will continue to do whatever it takes to defeat Russia. Well, when you have superpowers talking in that way, you better damn take it uh, as a big threat. And I have not appreciated the U.S. policies in this all along because I think I'm actually a little relieved in a weird way that I said this because I felt this all along. I felt that the U.S. policy was on a path of escalation and that they didn't have an off-ramp in their minds. By the way, there's an obvious off-ramp, and and this is the whole point of this war, if you really know something about it from the beginning. And the off-ramp is that NATO says we're not going to enlarge to Ukraine, period. That was the off-ramp that would have prevented the war. That was the off-ramp that would have stopped this war in March when Russia and Ukraine, under the mediation of Turkey, exchanged documents and said publicly, as well as the Turkish mediators, were close to an agreement. Many of us think that the U.S. rushed in and said, oh, no, don't do that. You know, we don't know ever with our government, what's really going on, because they don't tell the truth. That just goes with the business of government, the way that it's viewed in Washington. But my feeling is that there are a lot of signs that the U.S. has been against a negotiated end to this war, because my interpretation is that this issue of NATO enlargement is a deeply held objective of the United States going back to the early 1990s. It's as deeply rejected by Russia since that time. I've watched it on both sides. That's why we have a collision course that continues to escalate.
1: Okay, so he says that we're already at war with Russia, is what this professor says. Well, I mean we have been sending how many billions, billions of, of dollars, dollars over there, yeah,
0: supporting Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So I mean there there are there is a view that says if we're sending billions of dollars to support one side, yeah, while we may not have US troops doing it or we may not be uh, well, either way, it may not be the action of our troops right. if we're sending money in to support them and sustain them. Well, not only money, but mean? we're
1: sending equipment. We're, we're sending guns and ammo and, and equipment over there as well to There's help. is there a deal where, a, like, sorry to interrupt, but there was a
0: deal that I think is, can, is relatable here. Um, just this year, I believe, a, a child uh, went in and shot several kids at a school and they're now charging the parents for neglect because it was actually his parents' gun and they didn't secure it properly, hmm. and he used their, their gun to do that. I guess you're not recalling that? I'm not, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, I'm almost 100% sure that was this year, and so hmm. I say that to say if we're sending guns and whatever else, and they're using our ammo, our machinery, Yeah.
1: Um, according to that, couldn't we be held responsible for it? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a great point, but, I, I mean, I think you're completely right. And, I mean, the thing about it is we what is going on here is kind of the, the thing that I'm kind of following down this path today to try to figure out. Because, I mean, the, the whole thing, Vince, when you begin to think about it, for one thing, we know that they wanted this great reset. Okay, so... So you throw that in the mix. And and even though some people might even consider that at this point still a conspiracy theory, even though it's not, we know that there is a plan for this Great Reset. Well, they, they've they got to have something catastrophic, catastrophic happen to where they can implement this plan. Well, we're talking about one of their sustainable development goals of the WEF was that the U.S. would no longer be a superpower. That's one of the eight things that they're looking for by the time of 2030. That's on their website, the WEF's website. Well, can they, can they you don't remind us who
0: the Professor Sachs is?
1: Per- Professor Sachs is uh, from Columbia University, but he's also the president of the Sustainable Development Goals for the UN. And So, so you just said that one of the Sustainable Development Goals of the WEF, which is a branch of the UN, is for the U.S. to no longer be a superpower, and this guy is representing the sustainable goals. He's talking about those things and talking about us already being in a volatile situation with Russia. So, if if that's your goal, if that's one of your goals, you want America out of the way, you want a regime change in Russia. What do you mean by America out of the way before that? N- gets no longer going be out? a superpower. So you want to uh, get. America in a situation where they're no longer a superpower because you the country want,
0: should be equal,
1: right? And, and you they- want Russia to have a regime change. Well, what do you do? Cause a war between those two, and then you, you've got what you're looking for—a nuclear exchange between those two. Do you feel? It's just, the, the, it's just something I'm throwing out there. Do about. You feel the conspiracy theory heat brewing? I—I'm just simply putting forth a, a scenario here, so I'm not running with it. I'm just saying. Could this be what we're watching? I'm well, not saying
0: it is. We're going to get into more details on the other side Absolutely. of the break. Don't go anywhere.
3: <laughs> Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty?
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Open lines at 877 n time 877-363-8463. I want to remind you again that Dave and Jana Robbins will be in Brennan, Georgia this weekend, it's, uh, Saturday, October 15th at 7 p.m. Um, and Sunday, October 16th at 4.15 p.m. Dave's going to be talking about the Antichrist Socialist Kingdom and breaking prophetic news. We'd love for you to be out uh, if you're in the Brennan, Georgia area, you'll be able to meet Dave and Jana there and chat with them and uh, get to know us a little bit better. So come on out. We'd love to have you. You can go to endtime.com slash events to learn more or give us a call at 800-END-TIME. It's 800-363-8463. Again, we do have open lines at 877-END-TIME. We're going to go to the phone now. Let's go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End of the Age. Hey,
6: Vince. Happy birthday.
0: Thanks, brother. I appreciate it.
6: You guys are looking good as
0: always. Do what we uh, can.
6: Thirty-five. I have belts older than you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, I need to know the brand.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's the small, the small, the small talk. You look wonderful. God bless you. But I'll tell you, uh, when you get closer to seventy-five. You know, I want to see you on the air then, but, oh, by that time, I'll be in heaven. So <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, you know, the thing about the superpowers, Satan is a deceiver. And what he wants us to do is get confused about the small things. We have the scriptures. So when we look at the current events around the world, Irvin put it beautifully, we got to start out in the Bible look at the current events, and then end up back in the Bible. And the thing of it is is that we know from the beginning Satan is a deceiver, and he'll try to keep us bogged down with who's going to do what. I personally, you know, those pipelines, those gas lines, I think China did that because the one who's going to benefit about all this is China. China would love to see the U.S. and Russia go to war. They would love to do that because it would empower them use up our resources. They want to dominate the world, but they're sneaks. They're atheists and communists. They're the worst of the worst, that Chinese government. But they're going to do it very subtly, and Satan is the one that teaches humans how to manipulate. So now if you have a group who are atheists, who are they going to listen to? (laughs) The father of lies, So us that know the scriptures, that have Holy Spirit, we have to take deep breaths and not get too bogged down with exactly who's going to do what. We'll know it. Irvin said this many times in my talks with him. As things unfold, we will know more and more. We can speculate all day long till the cows come home about who's going to do what. As time goes on, it will all be obvious. Just like this Joker that you just showed, this—I forget the guy on that—the video just you showed. He don't know what he's talking about. Is he filled with the Holy Spirit? Does he have the Spirit of God? Is he studying the Scriptures? He's looking at surface things, and 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 you know, people that don't know the Lord can be manipulated, and that's what we see taking place because Satan would love to confuse the believers. And he can't confuse me because I don't care what he does, and I don't care what the current offenses. I keep my eyes and heart focused on the Lord Jesus and then staying in the scriptures. But to try to pin down who exactly is going to move first, as it unfolds, we'll know it. We'll know it. It'll become obvious. And I think from knowing the difference of the Six-Trumpet War and and the Battle of Armageddon, and who's going to be around? I think China is going to be eliminated personally. We know Russia has to be around, Turkey, Iraq, Iran, and the USA, Jordan, and Israel. It's pretty p- clear in the scriptures that they're going to be standing. So that we can't be wiped out. But it's going to affect the whole world. But if you, if you see what is not mentioned, you know, and China's, China's government is probably the most evil on the world. Right now.
0: There's no doubt about that, Joe. They're so definitely they right they up manipulate?
6: there. So how they manipulate? It says in the book of Daniel, I forget if it's chapter 10 or 11, you can check it up, where it says that they, these leaders, they will sit at the same table and lie to one another, mm. lie to one another. And We know who the father of lies are. So this agreement between China, Russia, Turkey, and Iran, you know, that's that, that's That's nonsense. They're not being honest to each other. They'd like to kill each other, actually, probably. But the thing of it is, is that what does the scripture say? When I read that, that some years ago, that they're going to sit at the same table and lie to one another, then you see the current events of these nations. I saw a picture on YouTube where it was with, with Putin and the, the guy in Turkey and Iran and the Chinese guy, all of them crisscrossing holding hands. My spirit said, Whoa. <laughs> well know, Joe we've, we've got, got we've
0: got more to share that Professor Sachs has said, okay. so uh, stick around. It's going to be quite interesting. I know you will. I do appreciate you calling in and sharing your perspective. And of course, uh, the birthday wishes are, are very much appreciated.
6: Have a wonderful day, my brothers. Be well.
0: God bless you, Thanks, Joe. You, Joe. I don't know if Joe's ever got it before, but um, some people in the chat are saying it sounds like Donald Trump's on the phone. So we missed an opportunity there to get an endorsement from the MAGA crew. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this story, Doug, that's from um, the the quoting Professor Sachs, that's saying, I can't even believe I'm about to say this out loud. I'll just tell you. But the title of it is Ukraine, quote, they're quoting Professor Sachs. I'll say this very clearly. He said this, and that's the title of the article. Ukraine needs to stop bombing nuclear power plant and blaming it on Russia.
1: And that's what he is saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is odd that he's saying that based on who he is. Well that's
0: that's the thing. <clears throat> it's like, okay, how
1: is this guy to be trusted, listened to, whatever? Is is it possible that Well, I mean Joe brings up a great point, you know, that scripture says that they'll sit across the table and lie to one another. So, uh, is is that what we're dealing with? We're seeing so many conflicting stories. You know, I mean, just like with the pipeline we talked about, we we there's evidence out there that the United States is the one that done it. There there's there's some. Now you say evidence.
0: You're saying yeah,
1: accusations
0: or you have well there's there's evidence, evidence
1: there's evidence that is out there on on the web that you can go look at for yourself and make your own decisions, but. Uh, there's people who thanked America right after we covered that, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But then there's uh, people who track uh, aircraft and they know how to do that because they're ex-military and everything. And they actually have the footage of where these helicopters refueled and then did a dive, like a spiraling dive in the area. And then moments later, there's reports of explosions on the pipelines. So, I mean, that, that kind of information is out there. You're going to get a little bit more information from this professor if we get to that second video. I know that we're kind of now we're into the article and it kind of depends on if we'll get there or not, but he talks about that a little bit. So the thing is, is you don't know who to trust right now. Never, I feel like, have we been in this situation where it's like, who do you trust? Do you trust the media? Do you trust the politicians? Do you trust other people's media? Do you trust these? Uh, professors who are putting this information out. Uh, Joe made a very good point that the devil is the father of lies. He's also a deceiver. So, you know, we have to go back to Scripture when we're looking at things, and that's what we always try to do is go back to Scripture. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I believe that they're looking for a regime change is because they've got to have Russia in that one world government, and right now they are very much against that. So, so,
0: so a lot of what we do is we view current events through a lens of Bible prophecy. That's exactly what so we do. What we're, we're trying to put on our Bible prophecy glasses right. and look at what's going on and you know whether or not it turns out that way, I guess, determines whether or not it's what was the prophecy said. Was right. Absolutely. And so in this case, we're looking at this saying we know that the feet of the world government is Russia right Russia right now is not on board with the world government agenda right, and that 's because they 've kind of been well they're 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 pretty independent mm-hmm. and they don 't want to fall in line
1: with the rules well, like this professor touched on there uh, at the beginning of this, he talked about how the Russia has never wanted the uh EU and the uh, NATO forces to be in their backyard. And that was one of the things that we talked about months ago when this first started, this conflict first started. When the Berlin Wall came down, one of the promises that uh, the world government made to uh, Russia is that if they brought that wall down and the two Germanies were reunited, EU would not move toward Russia at all, the, or not EU, but the NATO forces would not move toward Russia. Well, ever since then, they've been slowly advancing, and that's what all this is about, that NATO wants the Ukraine to be part of NATO. They want Poland to be part of NATO. That's in Russia's back door, and Russia doesn't want that. So it just goes to show why these things are going on. But, but this is interesting because we need. To, I know we need to get in this article. We keep going down these different paths. But the Ukraine, this, this professor says the Ukraine is actually shelling their own nuclear power plant. And A nuclear power plant that's been in control of Russia for a very long time now, like for at least three or four months that I know of. Well,
0: what I was trying to get at was that what you're saying is because of what the Bible says that's coming, you could see where some of these statements by Professor Sachs could be true. Yes. Instead of speculation, instead of conspiracy, whatever one wants to call it, you're saying from a biblical lens... As far-fetched as this may feel to someone, it's certainly not out of the realm of possibility because of what we see is coming through a lens of Bible prophecy. Correct. And so you don't know whether or not any of this is true, but
1: we can speculate because of what the Bible says. Right. And we can talk about what people are saying, you know, till the cows come home, but I mean, it is... A second reference on this show. There you go. And so... Uh, the whole thing about it is we can sit there and and speculate on it, but this is what people who have an education in this are actually talking about. So that's why it's important that we mention it because he's saying that these two world powers are already engaged in war. Well, he's, and he also goes on to say that
0: the U.S. should demand that Ukraine stops doing what you just said, shelling those nuclear plants, Mm -hmm. because if we don't, stop this activity I guess regardless of, of who's behind it we are headed towards nuclear Armageddon on two fronts.
1: Yeah and that that is a direct quote from this professor.
0: Yeah so as we've explained in the beginning this is not well, I guess this is not going to be Armageddon. I guess one right. day it could lead to that long game but technically first is World War Three or the Sixth Trumpet War, however you want to say it. Right. And so he's saying that if, we, if this doesn't stop, we will face a nuclear Armageddon on two fronts. He's a prominent public policy analyst, and he made the comments in a recent podcast noting, quote, our media says they don't know who is shelling the plant, and they can't put one and one together to say that if Russia is in control of the plant, maybe they're not shelling their own plant. Maybe it's Ukraine who is shelling the plant. Those accusations just feel
1: wild, though. Yeah. Well, there's been more than just this accusation, too. And some of it has come from the people of Ukraine. I mean, remember, there are four providences right now in the Ukraine who want to be back under Russian control. They're asking for that. They're begging for that, that Russia take back over those four providences because of the Ukrainian government.
0: Well, we'll have to talk more about that on the other side of the break sure. and even talk about what all that means in alignment with Bible prophecy. So don't go anywhere. We do have open lines, 877 in times the number to call.
2: 877-363-8463. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry From the recliner in our living room, my name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month.
0: Welcome back to End of the Age. Vin Stegall here with Doug Norville. We're talking about um, a war between two nuclear superpowers, Doug. And those two nuclear superpowers happen to be the United States and Russia.
1: Is there a war going on right now? Well, there's a war going on between Russia and the Ukraine, and um, America seems to have a lot of... I don't think
0: Ukraine influence. is one of the nuclear superpowers.
1: No. And and so America has a stake in the Ukraine for whatever reason it's a super large stake that we're, uh, you know, helping the Ukraine out with billions of dollars, like we talked about before, a lot of equipment. And now some people are saying that uh, we are even uh, active in this professor said that, you know, he doesn't know how many boots are on the ground there. So uh, to some extent, they believe that either mercenaries or military uh, special units of military are are active within that area. There's been reports of that, uh, where there's been radio chat going back and forth, and you can tell it's definitely an American, and they're using military talk. Uh, and so Russia's accused America of having boots on the ground there in the Ukraine as well. Uh, then we've got you know rumors that the pipeline was. Uh, blown up by the United States. We even have our president saying we would take care of that pipeline if Russia invaded Ukraine. So there's a lot of things that are going on. We're looking at it today, uh, you know, trying to uh, determine, are we in a war with Russia already? Is this something that's, that's really happening? Um, as far as a full-fledged war, I don't think we are, but are we helping the Ukraine? Definitely we are helping the Ukraine. Very, very large amount of help coming from the U.S. So Professor Sachs, remind us again, he is the um, director, is that what it is? Yes, for the U.N. Sustainable Development uh, and also with uh, Columbia University. Yeah, and so he, he's working directly with Klaus Schwab then. Uh, one would think that he has a lot to do with, with the big uh, movers and shakers in the Well the, the
0: WEF and, has yeah. sustainable go- development goals yes and this guy is the director of sustainable development at the UN
1: mm-hmm.
0: WEF and the UN work together so it's like I mean I don't have a picture of them together but I would imagine they're in conversation <laughs> regularly. I, I, I would think he's in
1: uh, conversation with a lot of folks but so, it's so interesting. then I go how can I even trust one word that this guy says? Right and so it's it's interesting because it's like he's he's saying things that you wouldn't expect him to say when he says stuff right. like this, that the Ukraine may be responsible for blowing up uh, the things that are happening there at the nuclear power plant. And one of the reports I heard last was that the power plant is actually on reserve power, backup power, because... All the power has been knocked out. So it, it's just interesting, Vince, uh, because we see this move. And like I said before, a scenario that looks like it could be happening uh, is, you know, that they're pushing for this war. That maybe they need this war to happen to continue on with their great reset agenda. I don't know. We don't know the answers to it right now. But what we do know is there's a war uh, Prophesied in the Bible, like you said, it's the Sixth Trumpet War. We're not talking about Armageddon, even though they talk about unArmageddon. armageddon What everybody needs to understand, let me just say this real quick. What everybody needs to understand about Armageddon is Armageddon is the world forces coming down against Israel at the end of time. At the end of uh, when, when Jesus comes back and, and men's government is no longer ruling the nation, then it's going to be the, the kingdom of God. At that point, but they're going to try to come in and destroy Israel and take over um, the Temple Mount and everything else there in Jerusalem, and that is where Armageddon happens. This is not anything to do with Armageddon. Armageddon is a word that they use a lot of times for these scenarios, like end time scenarios. But the Battle of Armageddon is the world powers coming down against Israel. So, sixth trumpet war, very different war.
0: Very different, and this what this gentleman is saying um, is quite interesting in a lot of fronts. He also went on to say in this article that we don't ever, we don't, we don't know ever with our government what is really going on because they don't tell the truth. Yeah.
1: Well, he is government. <laughs> well, he's working with world government for sure.
0: So. so is he saying subliminally that we can't trust him? It's interesting Maybe. what what he's saying. He says that just goes with the business of government, the way that it's viewed in Washington. And then he urges that the country is a war machine, adding Eisenhower told us about it with the military industrial complex complex speech. The main job of the president of the United States is to stop the war machine from making wars. And we are now in an escalation heading towards Armageddon, according to President Biden is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not a... Spectator Sport, that's his job to keep us away from Armageddon. Sachs made headlines earlier in October when he said that, in his opinion, the U.S. was
1: behind the sabotage of the Nord Stream Pipeline. So he's also saying that. Yeah. And so we have a a short video where he makes this uh, statement, and then he's, like, hammered by these two journalists. So do we want to go to that video and watch that?
5: Let's check it out. Okay, let's do it. ...of uh, the Nord Stream Pipeline, which I I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is Wait, uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk uh, were uh, circling over this area... We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference that he says this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk. If you're worried about the piracy on international Professor. infrastructure of vital significance, so I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs—you're not allowed to say these things uh, in in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the U.S. Okay. did it. And Professor, just to tell you. Well-
1: So so they didn't want to discuss that very much, but notice what he says. This goes against our narrative. So he said our narrative, goes against our narrative, saying that the U.S. might have had something to do with this pipeline explosion. Uh, remember when that happened a couple of weeks ago and we talked about it. We talked about could this lead to war? Well, ever since then, this war has been escalating and after... The bridge was destroyed the other day, a Crimean bridge. Russia launched one of the biggest attacks on the Ukraine that has been launched in months. And it, it said that they killed at least 14 people and they struck uh, where there were 100 other people wounded during a rush an at rush hour morning traffic when uh, Russia launched this attack. And so uh, it's it's interesting because... It's almost like I said before, like they're poking at the bear, trying to get Russia to respond this way so that there can be a, a countermeasure done. And so then what happens after that? Well, today, Biden promised air defense systems would be given to Ukraine after those attacks. So now he's sending air defense systems in to help these air defense systems, vents they uh, can take out. Aircraft, like helicopters, they can take out missiles and they can take out drones. So now we're going to send them an air defense uh, unit out there that's going to help, an air defense system that's going to help in this war against Russia after this attack. And Russia responds by saying, look, this is only going to cause more problems for the Ukraine if you you do this. It's only going to help the war last longer. See, I would think that
0: someone that's doing the work that he does and then saying the things that he is saying, it would seem like there would be a major threat
1: for his life at this point. This professor, you mean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's he's definitely, it seems like he's spilling the beans. Well, and and on, that's on when, some If some he's the spilling the beans, how is he still alive? Right. And so, I mean, that's that's where it comes down to, I mean, can this guy be trusted? Can we believe what he's saying? Well, we can look at the evidence and and also say, is there evidence that, uh, you know, some of the things that he's talking about is true? And I think there is evidence out there. I mean, I've looked at what he's talking about, the flight records that you can see where the radars have been done, and you can see the flight patterns of these helicopters and even the fact that there was a refueling, situation with some fighter jets and things going on in the same area, almost uh, like this was a strategic planned thing. And so, I mean, it's it's just out there. It's like, here's the information. He throws it out there. And then the minute that he throws it out there, he gets the media starts going, well, how do you know this is true? What evidence do you have? And so fact checkers are coming in to shut him down, almost like you're talking about disinformation here. we got to stop what you're saying.
0: We better go to the phones, Doug. Let's do it. We're almost out of time, right. so let's go to Steve in Arkansas. Steve, welcome to End of the Age. Hello, hi, Steve. Welcome. I appreciate you guys. Uh, I've uh, been listening to Brother Irvin and you and Dave and you guys for a long time. Thank My, you. Uh, what I wanted to say was, and I, maybe this is just overly logical, but you know, if, if America and Russia do uh, end up becoming you know, in a war, um, we know that Russia is here at the end. You know, Ezekiel 38 tells us that. So if, I don't know if I'm just trying to overthink this or or what, but wouldn't it be a bad thing for America to get in a war with Russia?
1: Well, you know, I mean, the thing about that, Steve, that's why I was bringing up that scenario of, you know, if if you're going to reach that sustainable development goal, one of the eight goals that the... Wef has of america no longer being a superpower the problem with america being a superpower right now is when when we had the trump administration in he was pushing back against everything that had to do with world government he was pushing back against it well now he's out of office and we've got joe biden in office he's for everything that the uh one world government stands for and he's pushing that on us as much as he can and so at this point You've got America very much playing ball, but that's still one of their sustainable goals is that America no longer is a superpower. On the other hand, if they were able to get a regime change for Russia and put someone in place that would play ball with the UN, well, that's how they fall into that prophetic uh, vision that John had in in Revelation 13. The greatest thing about that is he also saw the wings of that eagle helping Israel in Revelation 12, during the time of the Great Tribulation. So even though America might lose a little bit of its power if that were to happen, we don't see that in Scripture, but it appears to us that America will continue to be a power. They will continue to be by Israel's side all the way up into the Battle of Armageddon. And so if we are in this, if we did have a war like this, uh, will we be hurt? We know that if one-third of mankind is killed in World War III, which is, in our opinion, going to be a nuclear exchange, that there's right. going to be casualties all over, and America will take some, some substantial hits. We would think that they would have to because we're the main enemy of not only the world government at this time, but China and Russia.
0: Thanks for your call, Steve. We've got to let you go. We're out of time. Doug with 20 seconds
1: left. How do you wrap this show up today? Well, you know, you, you made a great point earlier, Vince, is that we've always got to be ready. And so uh, that's what I urge everybody to do. Be ready. Make sure that you're born again. Make sure you know what that means to be biblically born again. And, uh, you know, just get into the Word. Be praying and be in the Word.
6: This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries.